3: It's time for another Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social Podcast episode. Sitting across from me is none other than Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it is
0: Mr. Matt Donnelly.
3: And on the wheels of steel, Jacob, T-H-E audio guy. Ah, my butt!
1: <laughs>
3: uh, so, uh, Fifty Shades, the parody? Yes. We got a, uh, a group of deaf people... Who wanted to come out to the show, and so?
0: Now, are these people just wearing fly gear and kangol caps, or are they actually <laughs> deaf?
3: Not def. Uh, They were a little of both. Oh, oh really? Okay, okay, certainly hard of hearing, but dressed super fly. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: fly girls and guys stepping into
3: place. Yeah, deaf, yeah, yeah. most deaf. Very, they're, they're very most deaf. <laughs> um. They were time traveling deaf people because that style is only only in the past. It's not really how pal now. No. So um you know, any t- you know, any concert, any kind of public event, you know, if, if, if deaf people come you have to provide translators as law to do so. I think the American Civil Disabilities Civil Disabilities, Disabilities Act. Uh, Americans
2: with Disabilities Act. Yeah. The ADA.
3: ADA. So it's m show you gotta provide trousers. gotta get it in there
2: have to do it it's a pain in the lighting guy's ass every time it happens
3: yeah they gotta they have because so they have to put a spot on them they right. gotta put a spot on them and our I mean, we're in a very our, our stage is oddly you haven't seen our stage right
0: uh, is that the one inside the bally's room right yeah 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 I know what it's like well you're you, in front of the yeah. window still right
3: yeah, you know, well, the windows are closed off now, yeah. and there's big, big black curtains there. That's your background. That's my background. I, I get exactly where you're at. And then the stage is much wider than it was when you were there. Okay, but not more deep. Ooh. So there's no place to put a deaf translator. Yeah, on, there's no. Our sightlines are already abominable as as they as is. Um. So uh, we have like a, a VIP section in the, where the old stage was in the back, and so that's we turn that into seating. Yeah. And so we just gave like a basically a second stage in front of the gigantic column uh, to the to the translators and, oh. and turn some house turn some lights over to them and lit them up that way. So this basically was like a second stage behind the the uh, the VIP audience, you know.
0: Now, given the tone of the show, yes, and the theming, yeah. Did this person dress in S and M
3: gear? No, no. They're just very nice. Okay, they need to get two people. They got a guy and a girl because...
0: One person has to take one voice, the other person takes the other exactly voice. Exactly,
3: for duets yep. or like, um Or just to break singing. it up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's and just, just man one person like the whole yeah. time, you wouldn't
0: necessarily catch who's saying what.
3: Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. So two translators.
2: I really hope this is going where I think it's going, which this is, is watching them translate.
3: Absolutely. Uh, normally, I'd be backstage the entire show. And I didn't even ask permission to do this, but I was just so curious... You know, one of the things that's hard about Fifth Chase the parody, is that it's a filthy musical. I mean, it's mm. really fun. It's nice. It's not mean-spirited. But it is absolutely... It's abs- dirty. W- it's dirty. It's a filthy show. Um, and so, uh, like, on a, on a Matt and Manning's Bucket Show, it's like a seven. Um, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, like, and I was laughing because, like, you know, Sarah's in Jersey Boys before she's in Mamma Mia, and uh, when whenever you're in a show, what you tend to do is take lyrics and make perverted versions of those lyrics. Anytime you're in a musical, you just always have a filthy version of that song that everyone sings backstage or sure. in rehearsal. And I was laughing at, like, that we are robbed of this experience being a <laughs> parody because the <laughs> only thing we can do is try to make things a little more filthy, but it doesn't it's get a laugh. Hard to do. It doesn't make anybody yeah. laugh. It doesn't no. make... It, all of us... It doesn't make any of us laugh but at all. It was already a butt sex. It's joke. already so yeah. Whatever you want, fisting. It's all in there. I can't go. And so, <laughs> so this is the way to get that feeling. Oh man, was it! <laughs> oh man, was it! <laughs> Like, all the cast kept saying, like, they just kept looking at the audience, and they all just kept trying to find a way to look at the transitors as they did their songs. So and, is it mostly
0: the, the okay sign with a finger going in it for uh, most of the like show? Like, <laughs> bu- two, two
3: bunny ears, like, uh... Oh, yeah, that's the fucking thing. Yeah, right? the fucking thing. Two people thing, laying yeah. down fucking. Two people laying down fucking, yeah. It's a big the bunny ears on top that, of bunny ears. Is that fucking? Ears. Yeah, well, so so, so there's that... one song in the show called I Don't Make Love, I Fuck. Oh, it so there it is. Yeah. And he says, "I fuck probably like seventy times, and the thing,
0: <laughs> and that's
3: the and then, the bunny ears were all over the place." Yeah, and so he's just out there, and so like, I mean, I had heard that I've gotten reports that, that it was hard to find translators. Because what happens is that you have to submit a script, you know, for them and to take the gig. And some of these gig. are
0: too prudish. Yes,
3: maybe not even prudish. That's not even necessarily fair that they're prudish. Maybe they just don't feel too like Mormon. No, like <laughs> you might not. It's not you performing, right? Like, imagine if you had to. I got you. You know what I mean? Okay,
0: sure. It's just not their milieu. They don't yeah. feel like it'd be in their vi- they're like No, I translate speeches by archaeologists.
3: Right, exactly. That's yeah, yeah, my yeah. forte. I, I this do, is a little too off. I my do path. senator debates. Right. You know, or but maybe it's just, it's like, just not, I just don't feel like doing humping. It's not motions. deaf enough for them. D E F. Yeah, yeah, D E F. Because <laughs> I was listening to uh, Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. And they one of the, they did a story, uh, they basically did like nine stories in a podcast of like all these stories that they never quite figured out how to flush out into full episodes. And one of them was on translating. Mm-hmm. And uh, they thought about a music festival where, and all the bands would submit their lyrics and the lyrics in then would have a translator for a music festival. And what they didn't plan for was Jeffrey Ross was the MC and Jeffrey Ross comes out to introduce the bands and he's the famous roast comic. And he looks over and he sees a translator. And he eyes it up and the audience sees it, eyes it up. And so he just starts saying filthy things just to see how it translates, are, yeah. you know? And one of the things I learned from listening to the podcast is that just like we say, you know, fornicate, have sex with, make love, fuck, bump uglies. These are the things- uh, there's, There are subtle differences. There are differences. And those subtle differences are also in sign language and also at the- um, discretion uh, of the individual of the individual they interpreter give a little bit of flavor yeah so they have to figure out whether uh, they should express this in a formal way or a casual way mm. you know mm-hmm. or whether they want to do it and so like um, uh, one lyric would be like a sexy lady sitting there in red I put my balls up on your head is one lyric mm-hmm. right and I so here's the I stuck out for I fuck that's what happened I'm supposed to be backstage but at the end of the song the entire cast is on stage so I there's no one backstage and I don't have anything to do with it at that point. So I literally just, the song started, and I just said, see you later, everybody. And I just went out, and I watched <laughs> the whole number. And I was going to possibly videotape it. I was going to possibly, because I was really wanted to show my wife. Um, and I really, and I first I was going to go out for this other song, Red Room, which is just a lot. It's a like Gilbert and Sullivan routine with just laundry lists awful sexual things to do. Um, it's a great song. Uh, but it turns out I have to do like my job during that. Time. <laughs> um like I have things I do like hold, uh, hold a curtain and gets in the way get props ready and that kind of stuff <laughs> um and then, uh, and so I went out for i fuck and uh I was gonna film, and I realized that like i I couldn't place it, but like, I basically was wondering if it, if the if one of the deaf people being translated to had turned to me and seen me shooting the translator would that have made them feel bad or awkward in some way? My, my gut said don't do it. Don't film. Sure. Either for the translator who had to translate filthy things all night or for the deaf person that might turn and make you feel like it's, it's too much of a spectacle or something. Right.
2: Now then, uh, I know a lot of shows, if they know that they have a translator coming in, they will send a copy of the script to the translator ahead of time. Do you know if that had been done?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened because we couldn't get translators. Gotcha. So like we were sending the script out to a whole bunch of translators Everybody's ah. turning it down, and they all were turning it down because they just didn't do it. I mean, the show, if, if words bother you, the show will bother you. Yeah. If, if intention, uh, matters to you, then you'll love the show. Mm. The show is really warm hearted. It's, re- it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's really, you know, fun. And I was going to say touching, but that's not true. Um,
2: oh, there's touching involved.
3: Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's not, it's Boing. not, it's not nude. It's just words. There's nothing risque that happens in it that's so physical that's like, whoa, i uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. ah, not really true either. <laughs> um, there's a couple of moments where that d- that does happen, but not for everyone. <laughs> just people sitting in a particular place. Oh. Um, but uh, so you didn't tape it? I didn't tape it, but I did one out there and I watched the whole it. thing. Yeah. And so he's saying, "I fuck in the background." I was like, "He fucks." And so there's there's a guy like. Like really grooving, like really nodding and doing like, I fuck. And he's like, you know, he's motioning himself, I fuck. and um, The translator is grooving. Yeah, the translator is grooving. He's into the song. And then there's the female translator who's like, uh, like this guy was like probably thought, like this guy, the guy who was translating was probably like our audience. He seems like he would come to the show and really enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. The lady that was supporting him was a little older and seemed a little out of her element, which made it way funny <laughs> for me. Because the guy is just doing it. And this other lady is kind of like, yep, he fucks. Yes, he sure does fuck. It's kind of like how <laughs> you would interpret the gestures uh-huh, of her sign language. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But her just pointing. Yeah. And they're like, Yep, him. Oh, He's yes, fucking. It's, it's not me. He is not fucking. Me, him. <laughs> the fucking is him. Yeah. And uh, deaf people, if it is offensive to tape it, let me know. Because I want to know how many deaf people listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb
0: yeah. and say three. <laughs> <laughs> but again, going. D-E-F. Yeah yeah yeah. With that walk away, No know.
3: doubt. No doubt. <laughs> um and I went up and our company manager uh from Base Entertainment was there um to make sure everything went smoothly and that everyone enjoyed themselves or whatever. And yeah. I said, "Hey, if we want to boost ticket sales. I mean, that is a show within a show." Like I was like I was like I would basically jokingly tell my friends that one of them should lie and say they were deaf because it's just an extra treat to get that at the show. It's really funny. And she basically informed me that it is so such an expensive process. I'm sure. Like, if if, if they a, did
0: that four weeks in a row, you'd be bankrupt. We'd be done, yeah. yeah. I think we would... I, th- I really honestly do think we would close. Closing. Yeah. Um, you know what would be fun is to figure out a way to incorporate that element into a show automatically.
3: You know, I always want to do that, specifically with our show. Uh, I always want to do... Uh, I always thought it'd be awesome to do improv for deaf people yeah. with two translators. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing I would really love to do, which you and I will never do, is for you and I never to learn never. sign
0: language. I could learn a little. I'm um, I th- know. Fuck
3: you. Right. If you and That's I could it. actually, <laughs> if, you I could act, right? <laughs> if you and I could act improvise, Paul much sign
2: language as Russian. Right.
3: If you and I can act improvise and sign in time. Wow i would be not, dude. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I tell you, no, I could they, never. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a lifetime. Lot. It is a lifetime, but it also would definitely be what we do the rest of our lives.
0: Definitely,
3: it would. Oh. Yeah, pun non intended, but uh,
0: <laughs> but richly
2: enjoyed. I tell you, um, it's sumptuous. I, I am working on a show right now in Los Angeles. I was I was there last week. I'm going back again tomorrow. Yeah, that does exactly what you're talking about.
3: Oh, Jacob and his work. It yeah. is. It
2: is. Uh, it, it's Spring Awakening. Half of the cast is deaf and everyone on stage is constantly signing the entire show. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Dude. And, and I was talking to several of the hearing cast this members. This is the
0: this is the show
2: that uh Duncan Sheik wrote. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it, see, I want to see that show. It, and it's a great it's I've a, heard it's, really it's a great good. interpretation of it. It's it's uh it's really good. And uh the the cast members that are deaf, they are playing the character and then there is another hearing cast member somewhere else on the stage maybe right next to them maybe on the other side of the stage that is providing their voice oh Uh, so you have one person acting out the character and then someone else providing
3: the voice it's like a dubbing scene in improv a little bit yeah Uh, but but 10 times more beautiful and and (laughs) okay okay
0: but but it's written it's scripted so i don't know i've seen some beautiful dubbing scenes but there is (laughs) such a dick
2: But there are
3: giant numbers in this show. Like, there's a... uh, I've seen... Stop, Jacob. Go ahead. Describe the most beautiful (laughs) dubbing scene you've seen in a fucking improv show. Uh,
0: Just recently, (laughs) I was teaching a class, and these guys were at a family barbecue, and uh, they were cousins, and they were both ogling their other female cousin. And it was like, wow. There they are. Family reunion. And these two guys are both trying to get into
3: the pants of another cousin. Oh, man. I agree. That You've convinced me. That is equally beautiful to a production putting on a Broadway musical for the audience of deaf people. That is right up there with it. Thank you.
2: Thank you. But there are numbers in the show. Like, there's a song called I'm Fucked there's one whole yeah. song about masturbation yeah. and just everyone on, you know, there are 15 people on stage that are all doing this. Like, they're they are acting it, they're singing it, and they're signing it all at the same time. And, it, like, it, it's crazy and fun to watch.
0: You don't have to tell me. I know art changes lives. When two guys are pretending to be at a barbecue <laughs> and doing their damnedest <laughs> to pick up on their cousin, uh, I mean, they see her. I, I hope they, they know it's her... They know she's their cousin. And yet... Yeah. That like oh man, wouldn't it be The great? Rich in her conflict. Right, 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 right. That would be the kind of gal I'd like to get with. Then I
3: hope that the but people But she's their cousin. What turmoil I hope that the people Jacob is work is working with in LA I hope that they You hope they've heard this and are ready to help produce yeah, this. They new already musical? know the second musical they're gonna do for deaf people is the <laughs> one you just described. Called Hot Cousin at the Barbecue. Hot Cousin at the Barbecue <laughs> Hold on. Cox, so I can write that down for the episode title.
0: <laughs> it's called. It's actually called Just Be Cousin.
3: Oh, <laughs> no, I'm animal. doing hot cousin <laughs> the barbecue. <laughs>
0: right.
2: Sub- subtitle Long Kentucky Nights. Long, t- Kentucky Nights. Long Kentucky Nights. Long is- Kentucky
3: Nights is pretty I hot. I like there that. It is. Yeah. I like. I like Long, yeah. Kentucky, Long Nights. Kentucky Nights. <laughs> That'll be the subtitle of the episode. <laughs> Which no one reads and doesn't show up <laughs> in some podcast format. <laughs> I never put valuable information in there because like, some people don't. It just uh, cuts out. It goes on iTunes, but that's it. Yep. <laughs> okay, hot Kentucky nights.
0: Long Kentucky nights. Oh, shit. Yeah, lo- long Kentucky nights. Not hot. No, not hot. <laughs> long. long. Believe me, it's not hot. Not yeah, hot. It's not hot because oh, then you oh, realize, not. oh, this is my cousin I'm with. Speaking of episode this is uh, going to be long.
3: I want to thank all of our listeners. I want to thank the scoops. Uh, May was our most uh, listened to month uh, yet in our history. We've, Triumph. We've broken uh, uh, our our weekly number as well, our highest weekly and our highest monthly, which makes sense. Um uh, it does. But it doesn't always. It wouldn't have it's to not correlate. The case. It but, doesn't have to correlate. It did But it did, case, and we're yeah. pleased that it did. I mean, we, we really should just mostly be thinking Ray Cronus because there's a. Right. A little there, bit of a spike there. It's already the third most listened to episode Ooh. of our entire catalog. <laughs> it recently displaced my seductive cosplay episode. Wow. Which Ooh. is tough. That's a hard one. Number one episode, still by a long shot. It's And I have no idea why. In fact, it's Scoops, if you know why, please tell me. But Mothra invades. Ice Cream Social Episode Nine. What do you mean? If you know why, because Mothra. That's what I'm saying. Like we have, like Vampire Bill. Bill Bill KKK Cosby's number two. Okay. <laughs> That's where we address Bill Cosby and the uh, the cops that end up being part of the mm-hmm. KKK. That makes sense to me. The right. title is catchy. That's. And it delivers exactly what it says it's going it, to deliver. It does. But Mothra, Mothra attacks Ice at Cream Social. Is one of our earliest episodes. <laughs> it is early. It's was it like number first, nine? It's or one of something? our first times at the Inspire Theater. Uh huh. And they're doing street construction outside. It,
0: it was construction on the building. On the, the building. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like it sounded yeah, like there were
2: like explosions
3: yeah. <laughs> going off. It's Jacob's like fourth episode. <laughs> yeah. And it's just us un- being annoyingly distracted by street construction <laughs> that we justified this. as Mothra attacking us while we try to record. Wait.
2: Yeah, it wasn't street construction. It was like in the next room of the yeah, theater. It was
3: painfully loud. It was, yeah. just, it was just... We need... It was just
2: echoing
0: through the theater. We need to hire construction guys more often for the why show. Is
3: that Why is that our number one episode? I have no idea.
0: Maybe that sound in the background is somehow calming.
3: Maybe it's all People construction guys the uh, downloading the episode. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> like, construction listen, fetishists. <laughs> hey, guys. Stop whistling at the girls walking by. Come here and listen to this.
0: Give a listen. Give a listen. They took the noises we make and turned it into a hilarious thing. What, what is we, that? Is that an air hammer? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. But in but in these guys' hands, they turned it into a mantra monster.
3: <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it's just I, yeah. So I'm lost on that, but uh. <laughs> I
0: don't know. It's it's mantra and the it's well it's my it's my ridiculous uh, Japanese accent too.
3: Yeah, but that's also in, like, 17 <laughs> episodes. <Right? laughs> no, I know. And if you listen to Geek Shock, it's in every episode.
0: By the by, uh, Shock Monkeys out there, uh, I apologize. We had to miss an episode this week for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Uh, due to unforeseen circumstances. Hopefully, this will not be a regular thing. So, sorry.
3: Bummed uh, out. Just download
0: an extra episode of this.
3: Are you Oh oh! we should also say that Officially That we are not Paul and I are, I do not believe Are going to be on this season Of America's Got Talent Well we haven't gotten uh, a, a no Still waiting to hear <laughs> Ben always talks about Going out with Dean Cameron Where they go to see a movie And he's like Oh I read for that part Ben goes Did you get it And he goes Still waiting to hear <laughs> And, solid, uh, solid.
0: Yeah. That's solid. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and so, I mean, sure, technically yeah, we haven't heard.
0: It's it's not happening this time. But we know
3: well, someone who got in and they, their stories are... Well, I'll just say, I just want to say, so So we the same day we auditioned, Piff... Piff was there, same day. Piff, the Magic Dragon audition. And so now his show just aired. He was on the first episode mm-hmm. Tuesday night. And he fucking crushed. He Crushed, killed. crushed, crushed. Sure. I mean really blew it up he's and awesome he was already mentioned by howard stern He was referred to by howard stern on howard stern show, so that's i always laugh because when howard stern talks about agt i always laugh because more people listen to howard stern than watch agt
0: <laughs> so if he drops the agt so he's like yeah just having him talk about something from agt is like much better for yeah.
3: him or whatever but he didn't mention it by name but now he probably will but he didn't at the time he just said hey you know this season of agt a lot of people who have won other things who've done other things you know you don't have to be an amateur to do this show anyone can come on and he goes, there's this magician who's famous in England who uh, works with Penn and Teller, who really does. And I can't wait for everyone to see his bit. And I was like, oh my god, he's talking about Piff the yeah. Magic Dragon. Um, and so Piff uh, went on. on and and uh, just nailed it. Just nailed it. I mean, if you, if you look at the clip, if you want to check it out, but um, and if you've seen his act, I mean, he just he just does it cold. He's so displeased and uh not enthused yeah mm-hmm. but he does it in a way that's so funny and i think the accent helps i think being british makes it funnier incredibly charming yes um i did talk to him i called him and we talked after i saw it um and he wants we want him to come by here yeah yeah and so he he, he says he, he's doing a gig uh this week but he wants to come by great ice cream social and sit down and chat
0: with us which i can't wait hopefully we'll have him on soon that'll be awesome yeah yeah yeah
3: well
2: and the best part for me watching his gig because i mean I, I worked with piff uh, at a uh, rose rabbit lie and uh so i know a lot of the stuff that he's kind of holding back that he you know that he didn't uh that he didn't clue in on the on that first episode and so i i kind of like that you know because i'm like oh he's got a little he's got a little gamesmanship happening you know that's 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 great
3: he's mm-hmm. being very smart about it i mean the thing is that like he um you know he actually was, when we talked to him about the audition, he was conflicted about doing the show. You know, he'd already done Penn Fools in England and he already kind of made a name for himself that way and he already, had, you know, was doing Rose Rabbit Lie and, and, uh, and he was pursuing and he his has own a, show. And he has here. a new show. He yeah, has, yeah. He has a
2: new show that's about to open here. at, at The Flamingo. Yeah, the Flamingo. I might as well plug that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he was kind of like, why should you go on there? And it was like really hard because British television is a little more, like the country is, you know, I think 18 million. What is it? Oh, I don't shit. Know. Look it up. But it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not 300 million. No. You know what I mean? And then we don't have a lot of shows left that really reach everywhere. And I just remember telling them, I was like, no, no, no. America's Got Talent is the biggest show every, all it's summer. A challenge. Mm-hmm. And, go um, see, go do it. This and is I think a good thing. And then 53 million. 53 million, you know, so, uh, um, chunk. Yeah. Which is close to 18 if you round up to the nearest 53. Exactly. And then, um, uh, but uh you know and then i said and on top of that i said you want to do a vegas show and this is me talking to him after he after he agreed to do it and he went on i just said you want to do a vegas show and if howard stern likes you and howard stern talks about you and you have a howard stern quote to put on your vegas ad on your vegas oh, yeah. ad i was like that's exactly what you fucking want man <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like i don't think you understand you're good to go that like, this is not, you know, like, this, this is, is a the AGT was Terry Fader's route, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So there you go. And here's the thing. Like the, the truth of the matter is that a lot of people get some success from the show. Mm. There aren't there. Even the voice, you know, which is, you know, still gets tons of ratings. And and I watched, you know, every season that Howard Stern's been a judge, I've been watching America's Got Talent. And, uh, oh, and Matt Franco, who won last year is about to open up his show here. Magician Matt Frank, Yeah, he's
2: though. about to open one. Uh, Recycled Percussion has a show in town here. They they got their start on AGT. Okay. Yeah. There there are a couple of um, oh and then um, oh no no the Jabberwockies weren't AGT. They were that. Yes. Band show. I
3: think the Jabberwockies are going on this year. I think I saw them in. Oh, an really? Ad. I think that's what Howard Stern was talking about. That oh, you can fine. win other stuff. Oh I didn't know that. Because the Jabberwockies won the MTV Dance Contest. Oh, right. Ah, so They've they they had a show here America's for a while, but like get on America's Just Got Talent.
2: A very boost. successful show. Yeah. Like people people love that show.
3: You know what I mean? Like why not go on there? Extra boost, extra publicity. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I love the show and I love it like a show. You know, you, people want to be like, oh, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really, I don't care. I don't care that it doesn't actually propel people to fame. I know that it doesn't teach kids the right lessons about like how to become famous or how to make it in life. You know, it kind of sells the lie of show business, which is that like there are people out there that want to discover raw talent and mold you into a star, which is what a lot of people think about show business and absolutely is not the case anywhere at all mm-hmm. you know it's very rare and uh usually it means someone's risking their career and usually it means it's the last project they work on if they are risking their career to try to make you famous so it's true just kids if you're listening
2: um <laughs> and they we, are we have a big uh big children audience here
3: yeah uh dipping us jack uh, end of list <laughs> um but, he, but he's very big though i get roped in every time i know they're gonna try to make me cry every episode and you know what they often do i get roped in all Ooh, the time really yeah so Here's the thing, they try to make you you cry on the first episode, and uh, I do commit. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to judge this thing. I I do. it. I watch it with a Vegas snobbery, because they always talk about, that could be an act in Vegas. And I was like, none of those people have ever had an act in Vegas. Right. A lot of times, they love... Circus acts that are mediocre compared to circus acts that we already have in town. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, two strong men will come out and do their thing, but they'll like wiggle their arms and they kinda almost they'll die. wiggle their arms over you know them all, all over. Yeah, yeah. And they I, have that weird like, no, no, like no. shaking thing
2: when they're straining. And, and what's yeah. that what's that called? It's an art form. It's a hand uh, hand balancing.
0: Yeah, but there's there's a there's a Russian name for it.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I was uh, called a strong Doss, man act.
0: DOS hand balancing. Yeah, DOS hand balancing. Yeah. rumstein it's called. It's old Microsoft DOS hand balancing.
3: You know, and so when you see them, you know, you, you, you go to Mestre, <laughs> you see two guys that do it without, like you can they barely see the, they yeah, don't blink, they don't sweat nothing, they it's get just it all done. continuous motion. Yeah, and then there are literally like farms of these guys that do these acts. Oh you know? yeah, and the greatest one I've ever seen is in Absinthe. Yeah, I uh, do. Yeah, they the best. Dual vectors, they do vectors? They're, they're phenomenal. phenomenal. They do poses that.
2: Well, and they're both big they're, guys. Yeah, like both of them. The, both of them are bigger than any of us. And, yeah. and you know, to see you know a, a huge man propelled into the air yeah. with complete control and you know the other guy under him you know not looking like he's straining at all is really impressive yeah, cuz so, usually in those acts there's a big guy and a smaller guy yeah. or or you know even a woman I mean you know, but I mean it's to see yeah. two very large men do it it's it's crazy
3: yeah and uh uh Every year, something go on AGT with that kind of an act, and they're not as good as those acts, and they go really far, and they'll be like, "You guys should be in Vegas." And I was like, "Listen, first of all, no, they're eight acts
2: that do the same and thing. In I Vegas. Was like, <laughs> they do it better."
3: And and I always think about it. anytime they say like that should be an act in Vegas, I'm always like, "Okay, picture people landing on the plane, they get there, they see billboards for you know Penn and Teller, you know uh, Donnie Marie, and then two Russian guys lift each other." Like oh we got to see that show you collect your bags from the airport you know it's like who are you talking about right who are you imagining as a Vegas show
2: yeah that that is the because uh, S J and I watch uh, America's Got Talent as well because we all we almost always know people on the show which is so it's always great to watch our and support our friends and um, but yeah every time they do the circus acts it's just oh god here's another circus act yeah like we've seen them all <laughs> yeah we're so vegas jaded it's true like oh yeah we saw we saw somebody do this act yesterday and they did it much oh better man.
3: if i had a dollar for every time i yelled that clown ain't shit <laughs> at the screen um so they tried to make you cry twice in the, in the opening episode i've only watched the first week actually i think it's only there's only been one week i think the other one airs as we were recording right yes. now um uh the first one was a guy who, uh, like, uh, lost his kid. His kid died, and so he wrote a song for him. And he came out with his guitar. What the?
2: What are you doing? I
3: not... turned it off. Here's the thing, Paul. Off. I was willing to not address the fact that you sat there and texted during the last five minutes of our I'm conversation. I'm not texting.
0: I was trying to find out the name for Russian hand balancing. I'm already doing that.
3: Oh, that's Jacob's what is job.
0: It? I don't know, Paul. Russian hair are balancing.
3: You are co-host of this podcast. Jacob is the tech guy. For I'm this sorry, podcast. I was
0: trying to find the name. I didn't find <laughs> it. Okay, sorry. Uh, I my new my new phone. I thought I had the sound turned off. I did, but it just. It, I guess it doesn't. Yeah, it's is just that a ringer. Phone? You didn't. <laughs> no, it it's an iPhone. Well. You got now. the iPhone. Yeah. All right. I didn't turn off the... Set. See, so I'm, it's only a week new. I don't know how... I don't know how it works. I can't stop it, folks. I don't know how it works.
3: Guys, let's just give Paul some time to play with his new phone and figure well, it out. And
0: also, I didn't have a chance to do that on Geek Shock today, which is what I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to burn my fucking around oh, on my man. phone for an hour on Geek Looking
3: Shock. Todd, get well soon, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. They're just out of town. Um, oh, okay. Then get back soon. Right. But you are right. We
0: are spoiled on circus acts in this town mm-hmm. to a degree that no other town could possibly be.
3: Right. And so, um, oh, yeah. So, so, and then this guy comes on. And the truth of the matter is, and this is where this is like, I felt that the guy's story was sad. He lost his son. Very sad. Oh, geez. Then he's going to play a song about it. But it's it, I know it sounds strange, but like, it's that's too set up for me. Like... Hey everybody! Here's a sad story. I'm gonna go there and play something that's sad. And then he goes on stage like, "Hey guys, how's it going? I'm gonna try to play this song, and it's an original. Oh boy! But it's about my son. Oh boy, who's dead. Oh, I'm sorry for being oh boy about it. And then he made the orange cup falls, and then he just plays a sweet song. He says, "Oh boy, every no, time." No, 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 no. The reaction of the judges. It's set up for the judges oh. to be like, "Uh oh, this guy's gonna, th-, you know, like this guy might be terrible. Oh, he's gonna sing an original song. That's a bad idea to do on this talent show, right? Uh, oh, it's about your dead kid. My bad. You know, that's sing the way it kind of goes away." And so then he sings, he sings a sad song. And I, it was sad, but I was like, anyway, like, I was like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't you gotta, you gotta hook me. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I, Yeah. That's not enough of a hook. No, no, no. It needs uh, to be, this is a song about my two dead kids. It's coming.
3: It's coming for, <laughs> they killed each other. It's, coming from, they a, killed it's, each it's other. coming from a mile away. No, I know. It's, like, what are the odds if you're going to watch a Holocaust documentary that you're going to, you're going to weep? Pretty good. Yeah, but if you know it right ahead of time, yeah, no, right.
0: <laughs> I know where this is going,
3: so I, I'm not. I, I'm finally. This is not the first time I heard about this. So,
0: <laughs> so, so the fact that so it's like, I'm just not. like,
3: yes, it's sad. I'm not saying it's not sad. I'm saying it's sad. I'm just not there.
0: Yeah, I get you. I get you exactly what you're saying. I just watched. This is. Uh, was it
3: empathize versus sympathize yes you yes. have my sympathy but not my empathy yeah because it there was coming at me like a freight train and i was literally just like whoa 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 i'm not gonna open up emotionally to this
0: i just watched this guy's the guy on television i just watched saint vincent today and, ah and but i it, it didn't get me right it it was it was just it felt like finding nemo it's yeah too saccharine and you see it a mile away yeah and you start to get misty eyed and then you're like you didn't fucking earn
3: this right you didn't earn this yeah. I call bullshit. On top of that, this is where if it, and if any of our listeners who are believers, who wonder if atheists are more jaded about this stuff, in this case, yes. Yeah. It was about talking to his kid. I hope he's listening up, up there and blah, blah, blah. So basically, was like, no. it
0: wasn't an original song. He did his version of Tears in Heaven.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which Clapton for years was like, no, it's really not about my
3: son. He did not. He never denied it, did he? Yeah, for a while. Shut up. I didn't know that. And he's like, no. Nobody just, believes that. I know.
0: I'm, again. It's like Katy Perry saying she never
3: kissed a girl. It was about a fantasy. If I've been misinformed.
0: Right. If I've been misinformed, I've been misinformed. But I'm pretty sure that he protested for a while there that, no, it's not. And then he was like, yeah, it's, of course, it's about my son. Yeah. Which terrible. Uh, That's the saddest thing ever. Yes. Now, I mean, you can't. There's no. The fact that he, like Icarus tried to touch the sun that is the only ultimate my kid passed away way too soon song sure you can't even come no nobody can contest tears in heaven no no no. No, i'm not trying to no
3: good good some some guy with no (laughs) kid is
2: um I'm not finding anything saying that he ever denied that. Okay. I was but probably it, misinformed. It, it was definitely about his son, though. Yeah. Runs, and, and in 2004, he stopped playing it, and he also stopped playing My Father's Eyes because he said, I don't feel the loss anymore, which is so much a part of performing those songs.
3: Oh. Interesting. So he got, he got, I'm I guess glad he, that he got past it. He moved glad through glad that it. Eric's over that loss. Yep. Yeah. I'll have See, to, I'll have have to drop to, him a note. I'm going to go back to blues noodling. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um,
0: That's his new album, right? Blues noodle? Yeah.
3: Blues noodle.
0: <laughs>
2: want to see my blues noodle
0: (laughs) 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 we just found blues noodle we just found blues noodle we just found blues noodle it's in Eric Clapton's pants
3: (laughs) who's got my noodle in a bowl he did come out with a touching
0: little uh, uh, eulogy for BB King And not BB King. Oh, I like Eric Hoffman a lot. Yes, BB King. Yes, BB King.
3: Yes, BB King. Yes, BB
0: King. No, BB King. No, BB King. Yes, BB King. No, BB King. Yes, BB King. No, BB King. BB King C. 9, BB King. Yes, BB King.
3: No, BB King. Yes, BB King. So I was like, oh, I dodged the they're going to make me cry bullet.
0: And then at the last minute, he
3: pulled out a picture?
0: No,
2: it was the last number, the the last act. Last
3: act. act. Okay, now here's the thing. another cry act. You have to be fully committed to this show because they introduced an element this year that really means nothing. Okay? (laughs) So I want to get this out of the way. They invented this thing called the Golden Buzzer this year, okay? And the Golden Buzzer... Automatic ticket? It's an automatic ticket. It's a golden ticket past the... Vegas round of the judgment round, right to the live show competition. Right, so you just so right, skip. Right you're, the so you're Done for parties. the end of the show. Yeah, which means you're going. You know, there's no longer, there's no longer the judge's hands. One judge likes you and thinks America will vote for you. How many people make it to the final part of the show? About uh, to the live acts, about sixty acts out of um,
2: billions,
3: the, the thousands. But I mean, to the final, sh- the final thing. thing, not the final thing, just the the live rounds. The gold buzzer gives you. Gets Only into to the live six. rounds, yeah. correct? It gets you so basically they, the final six. So
0: they could still use that sixty fucking times.
2: No, they, they get they each judge gets to use that uh, golden buzzer once.
3: Four of the sixty can be selected by the golden buzzer.
2: I see now. Yes, each
0: the rest judge. have to be diplomatically selected by a Same. majority of the so the judges. <laughs> judges, yes.
3: Yeah, so the judges first pick you to get. Are to there five the next judges? One. There's four judges. Mm.
0: So no split decisions. I'm right. Waiting. No, there <laughs> are split decisions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky no, education. Wait. Wait wait wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait,
0: if I've been misinformed, <laughs> if somebody told you. That was a completely serious <laughs> yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he was not kidding. No, that was not a joke. You, you mean.
3: <laughs> oh, four. Well, there can't be
2: a split decision then. That's good.
3: Four. So, a prime number. Four. Same amount as a Pentagon. Talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, There can be split decisions. What happens? America votes, (laughs) they wrestle. And oh uh, no! They, they just they, the the actual process of which. Um, oh, they bring in a witch. Yeah, so that there's would a, fix it. There's a witch, and uh, and she has ten fingers. So is that divisible by two, Paul, or no? Yes. Um, that's no good. That's that's another
0: split decision.
3: <laughs> the way the show works, I'm trying to get past this point because anyone who knows what I'm talking about absolutely knows this without me laboring through it. Um, uh, they just get through all the X, and the process in which they select the 60 X is actually not done um, openly like that. There's a deliberation process; they don't let you win on, and then the 60 the X are announced. Um, so you get past all that, yeah. You know, and so it, and it is. A, I mean, it's incredible. Head start and the competition and stuff, and it's and it's also great because once it comes down to America voting, then you have to worry about Judge Snobbery or winning over certain people or whatever. And then you know if you catch fire with people and it, it keeps going on.
2: Well, and you also don't have to burn your material early. You don't. Yes. You don't. have to burn through as much material. Save your best stuff.
3: And this person was a comedian, so that's very important. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of comedians do really well for the first two rounds and then crash and burn. After that, because it's just really hard to figure out. to come out. up with new bits? Because it's its its own art form. The guy who did the best at it, who went all the way to the end and should have won the whole thing, was Tom Cotter, uh, I guess, three seasons ago. He was really excellent at the short format, the 90-second format. He just knew how to come up and just rapid-fire jokes and build on jokes. He would pick one theme and just knock out as many jokes as possible within that theme. And, um, you know, we we aren't coached to do that. You know, in modern stand-up, you want to take up at least five minutes, and then you do short stuff. You do longer stretch. Stuff, you stretch, and then you go from five to ten. You do that by adding you know, more truthful storytelling stuff like that, and all that will not pay off for you in a ninety-second talent show format.
0: A lot of modern stand-up is just grunting and groaning.
3: Yeah, and that'll just take up way del- too much right. time. Right? You yeah. can't
0: just get those into- oh, oh,
1: <laughs> Paul. Oh, That's a good
0: one, oh,
3: Paul. Boy. Paul Mattingly.
0: So there I was. No. Boo- <laughs> And I was in line at the. And when I finally got to the. Oh, I said, hey, what am I even.
3: Oh, that's my time. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Judges. Eat my dick.
0: That's my catchphrase. <laughs> that's. that's... <laughs>
3: That is not a good catchphrase Oh, you'd be surprised Stick to the grunting, man Just the, the dick uh, you. <laughs> oh, That's the guy I love Eat my dick No, stop I want to make America. it work <laughs> I'm committed to the bit
0: No No People only like me for my grunting and not telling a joke
3: Anybody wonders why we're not in America's Got Talent this year? Yeah, if nope, you, no if you had any
0: questions Yeah <laughs> Looking through scoop mail now, there were no questions. I, uh, I, I next year I won't close with "eat my dick." How about
1: that?
3: Um, <laughs> At Howard Stern, "eat my dick." We did come up with an AGT friendly act that we, I think we should re-audition next year. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, do it. We have to do things like you know, rehearse or practice. Well, yeah, uh, there is that. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but uh, oh, anyway, so so this guy comes on. Last guy, a comedian, and turns out he has a stuttering problem. And he got it by having like a weird, weird ass softball accident. And he went into a coma and he woke up with a stuttering problem. And so he basically talks about how he comes off like the nicest guy. And then you see pictures of him. And he looks nothing like the guy in the photos. He's lost all his, you know, a lot of weight and stuff went away. And because of a big coma? athlete. Yeah. He was a big athlete. And then all of a sudden he's a stuttering guy when, and he seems a little disabled. and Whoa. Yeah, crazy. And so I was like, up, oh, they're setting me up. They're setting me up, and then he talks about how he just used to be an asshole. Basically, that like he, he, he basically was like, I used to think people were lucky to talk to me, you know, like I was really arrogant. I wouldn't hang out with me, the way I am now. The guy I was then would not hang out with me the way I am now, and now I feel like it's I'm now I feel like I'm I'm lucky if anyone wants to listen to me and hang out with me, you know. And I was like, "Oh, former asshole stuff drives 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 right to my heart right there." <laughs> Opening the door from from sympathy to empathy right there, mm-hmm. and then not that I am not a total asshole right now, but less of one, right? And so this guy's a role model, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, then he starts telling jokes while stuttering, and he's funny. I authentically laugh out loud a couple times to like two of his jokes. And uh, and I just thought it was really funny. And he wins the crowd over too. The crowd kind of seemed like they might not like him. And then all of a sudden they start really, really laughing at a lot of his stuff. And he really was funny about, you know, really used his stutter and his jokes in a way that was not predictable. It was kind of funny. And then they go down the judges thing and, and Howie Mandel, who loves the stand-ups on the show, always loves the stand-ups on the show, Says he's never been, you know, he never, he's never, he said, stand up is doing stand up in front of this many people in this kind of environment is the hardest thing to do when you have all of your faculties with you. But the fact that you got up there with your disability and found a way to do it and do it well uh, is one of the most coolest things I've ever seen on this show. And then he reached over and he hit the fucking golden buzzer, and I fell apart like a like a kid who just got his toy taken away. There you go. Yeah.
0: Wow. They know what they're doing.
3: Yeah. They they got me hook, line, and sinker.
0: They must have to clean that buzzer religiously for Howie Mandel to uh, reach out and touch it. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. He actually just cut off his hand right after. (laughs) (laughs) That's how dedicated he was to get that guy into the ranch. But that's what I was laughing. because like, I'm falling, crying. And then the next day, I, I know it means nothing. Like, it just means that he goes to the 60. It's not like... He doesn't win any money. He's not gonna, you know. It
0: means nothing until the highlight clip reel of his ascension is put together, and oh, then it very much means something.
3: Absolutely, and you know, like for instance, one of the one of the magicians working in town, Murray, Murray the magician, Murray the magician. He's amazing, Murray. The amazing Murray. He didn't win AGT, but he did really well on there. Yeah, and so and, and we see that with with the singing shows too, like. Absolutely. If you if you crushed it out there and 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 the judges say great things and your clip looks great, I mean that just gets you work. You know. Yep. And so you don't need to you don't need to win, but you're right. That kid will get work. And so that's the thing is like we don't we judge people if they become superstars because they're the most popular show, so they should just crown superstars. But the truth is, AGT gives people a shitload of work.
2: Um, yeah, it might not make a millionaires, but it, yeah, you know it. it- Allows them to to support, yeah, to support themselves yeah. using using their uh their talent.
0: Yep.
3: Um, how fucking long did it take to get through AGT? Jesus, that ate up a lot of time.
2: Uh, we are three hours in.
3: Jesus. Um, I was gonna say, how how, how deep are we in? We're about
2: forty forty five. Oh like shit.
3: That. Okay. Well, we don't really have to. Okay. Well, let's do. Let's read one scoop ale email, <laughs> and then we'll do Jack and Nerd.
2: All right. Message for you, son. Uh, that means I should pull up my screen with scoop mail on it and keep narrating. We got one. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Now I have pulled it up. I'm scrolling down, <laughs> and here we are. Uh, from Bobbity Bobbity Scoop, I heard another scoop mail about a great slash horrible job interview, and I have another for you. I will preface by saying that I have an elementary school teaching degree and have worked as a substitute teacher for four years. And because of these terrible experiences, I am now leaving teaching. Oh. I'll uh, just make those delicious cookies you enjoyed for the rest of my life. Well, thank I you. support that entirely.
3: Thank you Boppity Scoop and um I think this is gonna go towards something sexual. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I so I worked in the same school for three years. I was a kindergarten tutor. I took over a fourth grade class as a sub and a kindergarten class as a sub. I babysat a serious behavior child for six months because he wasn't allowed in his classroom, got him to complete all of his work and make and make strides in correcting his outlandish behaviors. Needless to say, I had bent over backwards for this school. I went out of my way to get kids on field trips, set up Mother's Day and Father's Day projects using my own money, and set up a tie-dye day with my class, again, out of my own pocket. I tell you, elementary school teachers just do so much extra stuff. As as the
0: son of a mother who taught for 27 years, she taught everything from elementary up to eighth grade, Yeah, it is the most thankless, draining Mind-numbing, soul-crushing. I-, I don't understand how there are any humans still yeah. practicing teaching anymore. It, I have the greatest admiration for good teachers. Yeah, I have the absolute understanding there are a lot of shit teachers
2: because who wants it? It's worse than being a garbage man. I no, mean, both both of my parents were teachers, but they. Uh, my dad taught Latin, uh, high school Latin. So, I mean, he had the, the kind of best and brightest students at the high school because, I mean, those are the only ones that want to take Latin. My one of And my then my mom was a college was Latin teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah so, I mean, they, they didn't have to deal with any of this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, They're, they're not setting up tie-dye days. Paul
3: took Latin, so he's one of the best and brightest, and that's why he knows look, whether look, something is a split vote or I was a split try- vote. <laughs> <laughs> that. I was
0: trying to make the point of the fact that there would be split votes. How fucked up is that? Yeah. You, so you, you failed. But I've failed, to make that I point. failed, yeah. I meant to, but I but, but then you, I said then you wait, th- wait is read, it opposite thought, day four <laughs> four no split decisions oh wait yeah there are split decisions because I thought yeah. oh, surely they wouldn't do it so they could be split decisions but they do Not- you, you want to
3: explain that a little bit more yeah yeah
0: so I'm oh, I'm done it sure you, I'm quite done I just
3: want to say it took you 20 minutes to f- figure out a way to explain why <laughs> I'll got tell that you wrong. I'll
0: tell you straight up math is what got me out of a good college. <laughs> I crushed college entry exams Math fucked me Like the lowest Lowest ah. score Everything else was like Way up Yeah And my math cumulative Just chunked everything out
3: You took off all your shoes And the, all the answers were Still above 20 And so you couldn't
0: I, I suck I suck at math I had a mental block From the get go I had shitty teachers Never got over it hate fucking math
3: Well you need Boppity scoop teacher I, I bet she can get apparently, you math scores up. Apparently
0: Fuck math no, I, I love all the things that math does. Whoa, let's
3: all right. Let's not be reckless on this podcast. For <laughs> all you math fans out there, please keep subscribing. I love math results.
0: <laughs> what <Like> your paycheck? <laughs> My paycheck. Video games. The internet. I love math I love results. Math results. <laughs> I am not a fan of the process. Flight. <laughs> Flight. All of that.
3: I love the... F- I I'm love glad ma- <laughs> someone else figured out how to get shit to fly. Right.
0: I love flight. Yeah. That <laughs> is that dude. is useful.
3: Yeah. Math <laughs> results are the best. Math <laughs> itself? No, thank you. I'm glad someone figured out how to put money into my bank account. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> anyway, Boppity Boppity <laughs> Scoop says... There were no openings for the first three years that I worked there, and I had glowing recommendations from multiple teachers saying how great I was in the classroom. I had the same from my school's principal. Uh, Nothing bad to say, and always thanking me for the unbelievable job I had done in the school. So finally, year four and my school has two full-time openings. Ooh! They gave me first choice for an interview. All the teachers said I was a lock, and the music teacher and various other teachers went to the principal to give verbal recommendations. Do you
3: know what this is? This is a golden buzzer. <laughs> this is a golden buzzer. Should be. She worked super hard, and then just got her access to the first interview. Boom! Favors paid off. Yep, that's it. All the hard work, all the special things, all the all the ringing was all just to get you that slightly better edge. Got her to the live show of the same exact opportunity. Oh, damn! Golden buzzer. Go ahead.
2: So I go to the interview, and I nailed it. I was told I could not have done a better job and answered everything perfectly. I go home in great spirits and was so excited just waiting for the call that would come later that day. Finally, I get the call while at my second job. I answer the call and I am told this is the hardest call I had to make all day. Oh, boy. What the fuck? Oh, no, you've got to be shitting me, I think to myself. Yep. I was told I'm sorry we went with someone else and was told, quote you need to have as much passion for teaching as I do for my other hobbies end quote I had no words all I wanted to do was cry yet needed to get through the next hour of work doing that as as soon as I uh, stepped off the ice I'm a figure skating coach I broke into hysterical tears it was the worst day of my years in education so yep that's my crappy interview novel and I've given up now on ever being a teacher It's it's just not meant to be uh, bring on the baking Love you guys Would send you some more cookies But you can't eat them Right <laughs> Fucking you in true. the face Poppity poppity scoop It's the sad um, sad But I've kept truth. the cookies a third of as us, decoration A third I love of us can cookies. still eat them yeah, yeah you're right Jacob can right. still eat right. them uh, Yeah and I, I do have uh, two of two of my cookies still sitting on my desk here right uh, my, my soundboard and my, uh, and my popcorn
3: Yeah I still have mine
2: I ate one
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I eat. Uh, I think that was before I was on the yeah, you program. Didn't start. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, so I, I ate was on the, the safety zone. I, my but I seriously, I can't believe it. I can honestly, I've had some slips, I've had some meat, I've had some little things, but I've not had a fucking cookie.
3: You sound like a gay prisoner.
0: I feel like a gay prisoner.
3: I've had <laughs> Every some slips. Day. I've had some meat,
0: <laughs> but I've not had a cookie.
3: But I have not <laughs> left the shower. <laughs> Um.
2: speaking of uh, some weight loss you want to hear you want to hear a weight loss email you know it all right we got one from Canadian Scoop Crystal hello Matt Paul and Jacob I love your show I started listening at episode 85 and listen to the new shows every week along with the old shows in order to uh, make up more time until you post more new episodes
3: well uh, check out Mothra attack Attack, (laughs) ice cream for no reason
2: I hear it's good it's a good episode, I know,
3: but is it one of our best?
0: I think we need to revisit it and find out. We I, need to I'm have curious. Mothra attacks part two.
3: Have you listened to our podcast? A few of them, yeah. I'm trying to think when was the last time I listened to an episode of what we put out. <laughs> I just assume I have an accurate memory of what was good and bad. For the episodes. most part,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't go back and listen because I was like, well, I was there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, I, but I don't go back and listen. I listen to. Um. I listen to about five minutes of each one each week. Yeah. Just when it comes out, just to make sure everything sounds okay
3: do you you think it sounds okay right i only one person say that there our master volume on our voices on our vocals is lower than other podcasts but i only had one person say that and i feel like we would have more emails that said that i I mean i
2: you know I, i listen to a lot of podcasts and it seems like we're about on level with every with everything else all right great yeah um, so anyway, I've, I've just started listening to episode 125, and I felt like it really hit something inside of me. What was 125? Was that the Ray Cronus? Ray, yeah, okay. Um, as a fellow fat person who doesn't feel the uh, pressure to eat well slash lose weight, I felt especially connected when uh, Matt said it was also connected. It was also connected to
3: his emotions. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's what she means here.
3: Um, I, I, I've been telling a lot of people. I got. A th- I went to therapy also during this process.
0: Right. I, I, I need to do that next. I think you do. I know I do.
3: I think you do. I know it's, I do. It's connected.
0: I know it is. Yeah, and and it's a, I feel that hump. You love yourself with food. I fucking do. I know. I reward myself. Yeah. If I've had a good day, I try. I don't do it as often as I used to. No, but that's but it. Now I feel like I'm depriving myself. Yeah,
3: but of you're, something. If you, if you, that's what I mean. You're, you, you've eaten for so many reasons besides survival, yeah. and when you, uh, I, it was to lose a lot of weight. I went through a lot of emotional stuff, and it, and it turned out I was very much connected to a lot of shit. Uh, so uh, no,
0: I know, I know that block is still there. So like
3: when people write me, like tell me your program. I was like, well, I'll, I'll tell you some some of it, and I'll tell you that I also went and saw a doctor, and I also went and saw a therapist. I think you should be willing to do all those things because if you want to change your relationship with food, not just go on a diet, you got to explore that shit. Yeah. All right, go ahead.
2: Uh, so I feel like I have faced the same issues uh, back when I was a teen. My dad put a lot of pressure on me to lose weight. He would weigh me every week, and he would bribe me with things I needed or wanted. And if I didn't lose the, lose what he wanted. Then he would yell at me for what felt like hours while, while tears streamed down my face. Holy shit! Uh, F Y I, you couldn't guess that this gave me some depression. Uh, get out of town. No right way. Uh, not only that, but when at I at least went,
3: get out of the town that your dad lives in.
2: <laughs> when I went away to work at Walt Disney World, my dad said that he wouldn't let me come back and visit him if I didn't lose a substantial amount of weight. Oh, what? Boy. That did not happen. Uh, And when it came time for me me to come home, he said he'd pick me up from the airport, but that I couldn't live with him. After that, I didn't speak to him for six months until he spoke to me only because he was getting remarried. Uh, So this whole weight situation was never settled with him. uh, Uh, Since then, I have gained more weight and tried to get over the verbal abuse my dad subjected me to. Holy fuck! But I feel like it's impossible to move on uh, or even process, even even with help. Um... this, I believe, might be a little intense for your show, though I know you've talked about other people's issues and I felt that you've been supportive, so this is why I'm sharing my story. Yeah. I uh, also I would also love to know if there are any other scoops out there that have dealt with uh, similar situations, as I feel like I am the only one. I, I feel motivated by your stories of weight loss, though I just feel so hopeless and unmotivated. Thanks for listening and... That, uh, Thanks for listening. And that's Canadian Scoop Crystal.
3: Hey, Canadian Scoop Crystal. Guess what? Your dad is a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And... Very sorry you had to go through that. And... uh, Cut the fucking drum shit. You're... Like... uh, There may have been other... Here's the thing. So, like, you're going to go to therapy and you're going to feel bad saying your dad's a fucking asshole. And then... Well, you won't tell tell us you're very likely going to tell your therapist a couple of positive memories or things that you want to give him credit for doing. And outside the weight thing, maybe he was a gem outside of, of that. But like, that is horrible. Mm. What happened to you. And it absolutely would zap any motivation to, 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 to do any kind of dieting or things like that. And I mean, the, the, I'll, I'll I'll pick you up from the airport, but not be able to let you live with me. I mean, it's horrific. It's also just like improv principle, which is that like you, you have to be able to change tactics. You know what I mean? It's like hard harsh punishment didn't work on you. Tough love didn't work on you. So tougher love is the next big solution. And then you don't talk for six months. Like like, that is fucking horrible. Uh,
0: I I feel. Bad for my parents because I was a fat kid from eleven on, basically. And my mom—I can remember my mom taking me to a dietitian, sitting down with this rail thin bitch, <laughs> telling me to eat a fucking carrot. Yeah, and I was just like, really? I just like, I just—I was so angry, so angry, and I've. And I think a lot of my eating is to stop me from murdering people. <laughs> like, truly. because I, And I was thinking about, I was talking about this. Who was I talking about this to? Oh, today I was doing an interview. Yeah, part that of that interview that's coming out down the road. And I was talking about, like, you know, you guys talked about social eating as a problem. My problem is solo eating. Yeah. I don't eat when I'm hanging out with friends. Because I don't want to look like a fat monster pig that I am. People order nachos, and I won't. I'll have like one little bite, and be like, "Oh boy, that was good. That's enough for me." And then on the drive home, I hit Taco Bell and clean them out, you know. And then I'm then I'm sitting at home at three in the morning, wolfing down two things of nachos, all for me. And and it's and there's a rage connected to it. I swear to God, it's I'm 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 quieting anger. I I eat out of anger. Sure. I'm angry that I'm doing it. I'm angry that I'm in the position that I'm in. I'm angry at the food companies for making such delicious food. I'm angry. I'm just angry. And if I eat enough, I don't feel angry anymore. I feel full and sick. Yeah. And it's not a solution. It's a drug for me. It's bad. So that... And I've gotten away from it a great deal during these sixty days or so that I've been doing this. Sure, and I feel the difference. Yeah, I feel it. But the anger is still there, and the and the resentment and the sadness of it all. It's I and I feel her pain one hundred percent. I don't know how I I I. There are days when I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to break this.
3: That's and, and and that is fucking. Thank you for even sharing what you just shared, Paul. And then, um. And that's proof that it's not a diet issue. No, you know what I mean. It's not. You know, even one of the things Ray talked about is like he's like, you know, if we start eating less, right? You you understand that like anorexia and bulimia aren't things you just do by accident, right? Mm. They're they're psychological conditions. Are you worried that you have this psychological condition and, and I'm sitting there, you know, 280 pounds? Like, nope, <laughs> no. I'm not scared. I'm going to become an anorexic, you know, and so he's like, "Good, you know, because you're 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 going to be on some restrictions, you know, mm-hmm. but you know it's worth checking to just make sure it's just, just just you know he's not you know a psychologist and and if you want to deal with that and I have had people who have history of anorexia come up and talk to you about the diet and I am scared
0: to get them going on it too much because it's like you can yeah. quickly turn it into
3: you could easily tic tac. Yeah, you that's can easily, me for today you can easily reward yourself <laughs> yeah. for going down that path Um, and so like it's really complicated and that's another reason <laughs> why you don't just sit there and just uh other reason why Ray doesn't just put his fucking method on a on a podcast to make you buy it for money you know it's 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 because there's some hand holding that needs to happen if you're really going to do, do change so Chris, Canadian crystal scoop I really just want to say that yeah you're going to need help and, um. <sighs> well, and nothing nothing is
0: unbeatable. That is something I wanted to say. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel
2: I feel you. She says in she says in here that you know she, she feels like even with help, right? That that's not something that she'll be able to move on from. Yeah, and and while you know moving on might be a, a different thing, but I mean dealing with it and getting and getting past things. I mean nothing nothing is
3: insurmountable. No, uh, yeah, that's what I basically was like. Here is the thing: when I teach corporate improv. <laughs> when I teach, when I do, when I work with corporations, stuff like that, and I teach, uh, team communication and like, and I go, you go over like how you can conduct meetings. I conduct phone calls. I conduct emails, and, you know, you, you, uh, deal with irate clients because you all, go through this whole big program. You know, I, I talk about when I went and saw Ray Kurzweil over at the Smith center, this is, this is going to sound corny, but I love this. Okay. and This is how I end every chat I work with. Cause I say, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're you're going to go to work tomorrow. And are you going to be, Oh, you know, holly jolly, smiley teamwork player. And then you're going to run into a wall of people who aren't on the same board, aren't on board with this on the same page with what you're doing and what that means. And, and, and does it feel futile? And Ray Kurzweil talks about decom- de- decoding the human genome. And he talks about incremental versus um, exponential growth. And he, as well, when they figured out 1% of the human genome, they started asking scientists, you know, it took them forever to get to that 1%. Right, and they thought, oh, it'll take another, what did it say? Yeah, are so people were guessing like 100 to 150 years. After they got the 1% down. The 1%. And Ray Kurzweil said, no, 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 it's going to take 7 to 15 years. And they were like, why? He goes, because 1%. 1% is a significant grasp of something. Once you have 1%, you're now On can your see a trajectory for exponential growth. Yeah. And they decoded the human genome in seven years. Mm -hmm. And Ray was right. Yeah. And Uh, everyone thought he was crazy at that time. I I guess he's, he's
0: he's brilliant. got his documentary. And when
3: I was one week into it and I'm talking to another friend who's going through it, they hate life and they hate what they're doing. And then I I talked to him at two weeks and they still really hate life and they really hate what they're doing, but they're starting to feel some experience, (laughs) some, some uh, changes, some changes. And I just keep keep rooting for them because I know how I felt at three weeks, then I know how I felt at four, and then there was no looking back.
2: And when you say they feel changes at at two weeks, you don't just mean they they see pounds going away. They you, see pounds you mean going they, away, but but I mean, do you do you mean just they, that, or like other other physical changes as well? I mean, what do you, what do you yeah, mean yeah?
3: Like that? I learned to get angry at food. Like I learned to just like why do I spend so much time thinking about it? How many minutes? Of the day, I'm trying. i
0: I'm, I'm getting better at turning my anger on food.
3: Thinking about food, and, and when I th- think of all the money I waste on food, th- that's the thing is I, I've horrendous. saved so much fucking money doing yeah. this thing. Mm. And I for the first week, I'm I was flipping the bird at Taco Bell. Although I, I hate Taco, I don't really Taco Bell when I was eating that shit. Yeah. But every restaurant that I pass that I like to eat at, yeah, exactly. I was flipping the bird at. Yeah. And maybe even in my car, yelling "Fuck you!" that place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so, like, I hated it. That place had it had like, ooh, I want to reward myself at that place. Or I could sneak off and, and eat at that place, you know. I,
0: luckily, I don't sneak off and eat in public. I, it has to be a drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be something I can take home to gorge on like a monster.
3: No, and the thing uh, is, like, and now I don't care.
0: Yeah. It has become less important, but it is still there, definitely. Yeah, but you're me. not done. I'm not done. I'm you're not, not done. done.
3: And no. so like, it's just a matter of like, and so I just tell you like, uh, for Crystal, like you, you want to gain ownership of all of this and, and it seems so insurmountable at this time. Cause you're look, you want to go, cause you can't go from zero to a hundred percent tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I try and remind myself and, Anne is so supportive of me with the whole thing. And when I get in my head about it too much, she's like, you know, you've been big for a long time. It's yeah. going to take a little bit of time to get the thing going. But then, when I also look at it too i'm sixty something days in, and I'm right at about forty pounds off right now, if you'd told me sixty days ago you're gonna be forty pounds less right, I'd have fucking slapped you in the face and said, "Get out of here, you liar It's it's a lot yeah, it's a lot, but Plus with
3: as rage as you might have murdered you
0: but i guess right. I guess uh I wouldn't have liked i just slap. i still see so so much more to go, yeah but but it's coming.
2: Yeah. But there's, and, but there's always going to be more to go. I mean, yeah. there's always, there, there's always more to go. There's in more ways to, right? It's there, you're right. There's always, there's always room for improvement, um, not just the fat. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, and, and I mean, Crystal says, you know, she, she wants to know that there are other people out there dealing with dealing with these types of issues and everything. And of course there are. There there are always, you know, every everybody has, every, everyone has these issues. Not not uh, these specific issues, but everyone has their own issues. And not I, everyone I mean, has
3: mean shitty parents. Right.
2: That there is that um yes i mean you you drew you drew a shitty card there with uh with your dad with this issue but i mean you know he was an asshole about it that's and that's uh, that's just it but you also get to work at disney which is fucking cool
3: and and there is that yeah i mean the, the truth is that crystal you have to want to do it for yourself and not for your dad
0: right that is a big part of it too and there's probably
3: a voice in your head that's says if I do it, then I then it might please my dad. That might piss you off. Yeah. That if you lost weight yourself, that your dad would be like, "Hey,
0: I understand that voice. I understand that voice, and, understand that that voice might be completely. Enough. Yeah. Or that even, might be even more
2: that he might that he might take some kind of credit for it. Right. Exactly. That, that, oh, that he, that there he, it might, is. he might say like, "Yeah, I finally, Dude, I got through to oh, you.
3: Fuck you, man. Oh. Yeah. So, Crystal, do me a favor. If you lose the weight and your dad takes credit, Paul will murder him.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> then I'll get some of my rage out. And
2: not eat so much food. Yeah. Right, See, perfect. It's, it's a win-win-win. Well, I guess I guess there's a loss in there too. Allegedly,
3: <laughs> allegedly. Uh,
0: do it. Hang in there. No, Crystal. No, but thank you, Crystal, for sharing.
3: And yeah, do hang in there. Um, do and- it. Do it, uh, Crystal. Do something and do it for yourself and do it for health. Don't do it for pounds. Right. Do it for health. And don't and- even worry
0: if it's if it's a pound.
3: Yeah. Great. That's
0: better than nothing. It's
3: something. And identify all the things besides weight. Identify all the things that you want to improve health wise and do it for those reasons because your dad fucked up a lot of your life and you know what like you still have days in the present to enjoy and you should enjoy it uh enjoy things besides meals
2: right yeah i mean he he fucked up days of your life that doesn't mean that you have to let him continue fucking up days of your of your life
3: i would i would lose a shitload of weight and not talk to him about it at all and and Boom. never let him talk to me about it, and I go. would never, I would try to do my best to never let him know, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I would just never, ever, ever give him that satisfaction. Yeah. Um, All
0: right, you got time for one more scoop? <laughs> yeah, we surely shouldn't
2: end on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we should do another one here.
3: Wait, what? The, how long we way in? Right, we're an we're hour ten. Okay, so What's,
2: let's do a scoop mail and then do some Jock versus nerd. Uh, we got one here from Rule scooptania
3: Ru Scooptania.
2: Hello, Matt, Paul, and Jacob. My father beat me.
3: No. <laughs> oh, All right, <laughs> uh, I'm writing to you from London. I'm a stuttering al- comedian on America's Got Talent. <laughs> Rue Scooptania. That's great. That's a good name.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I'm writing to you from London, and I'm always on the lookout on the tube each morning to spot another Scoop listening to the podcast on their commute. But unfortunately, I have not found any other Scoop brothers or sisters yet. <laughs> well, that's just because we haven't
0: got Scoop buttons and shit together yet. But I don't know if we're going to be able to ship to the UK. You'll probably just have to print out your own fucking
3: sticker. We just going to find printers in the UK, right? Because <laughs> sure. you have send computer files over there. Yeah, that's what you do. There has to be a way over there. There has to be like a cafe press for Brit. I, f- I feel like there's mail that goes there, too.
2: Uh, I bet we could figure something out. Or we'll figure it out. It'll no
3: mail has ever made it from the United <laughs> States really? to the UK. I had no idea. Fact, huh? Well, you all all right send that. it to France, and then you hire someone to channel it over.
2: Oh, well, that that makes sense. Now no, 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 that you put it that way. Anywho. <laughs> I was recently on the end of uh, kind of proselytizing when at the evening event of a friend's wedding and thought that you could let me know if I had handled it right or what I could have done differently. <laughs> Good. So this, this is not advice. This is critiquing. Right. This is like, let's critique and hypothetical this thing. Yeah. Okay, fine. A couple getting married were university friends of mine, or of my girlfriend and I, and we've got to know them pretty well over the last five years. Uh, my girlfriend went on The Bride's Hindu. Uh, that's what we Brits call a bachelorette party, and had a good time. However, when she was telling me about the weekend, she mentioned that one of the other hens was quite intimidating and hard to talk to because she was a neurosurgeon and a volunteer and very successful and still in her 20s and basically carried this sense of superiority around with her. I didn't think much of this at the time, but jumped forward a few weeks, and at the wedding, my girlfriend pointed out this girl and reminded me who she was. Later on that evening, a few friends... uh, sat around eating some pudding and drinking some wine uh, when who should come and sit down with us but the neurosurgeon she quickly got into the conversation and i was thinking that my girlfriend had misjudged her she seemed quite pleasant anyways the topic of jobs comes up and she said quote nobody ever talks to me about my job i don't know why well foolish me picked up this gauntlet and thought that i would be nice and ask her something so, not trying to be too heavy, I thought I would ask her something You're lighthearted and fun. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, you... reading, I'm reading it the best I can, Matt. I'm sorry. Not you.
3: I mean... Oh, oh, oh. Oh,
2: him. Oh, I, I'm sorry.
3: Nick. So I came out of my mouse hole, and I saw this piece of cheese, and I thought... What's the worst that could happen if I go to eat this piece of cheese? Now, mind you, earlier in
0: the day, my
3: brother told me that piece of cheese is attached to a deadly trap,
0: <laughs> and if you touch it, it'll snap your neck in half. But I thought, well, it's been some time. It's been a good hour or so. No one No has- way's that cheese still attached to a trap. No I one- bet that cheese has been misjudged.
2: No you one- had a warning. <laughs> you had a warning. Okay, From someone you presumably trust. Right? <laughs> From your significant other.
3: How hot is this girl? Oh, dude, come <laughs> she's on. She's got to
0: be A 22-year-old neurosurgeon? She's got to be How hot is this
3: girl?
2: How
0: hot is this girl that... If, if, he's, willing to, if he's willing hot. to
2: engage anyway after the warning, How she's got to be How hot
0: must she be to be able to step up and go, no one asked me about my job,
3: Oh, how's your job? You oh. have to be really hot. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, because yeah. any, like... Any girl be like, "No one asked me about my job." I'd be like, <laughs> "Nope, of course they don't, honey. You sure don't." <laughs> Correct. Oh so my god! Not trying to be too heavy, because nobody cares about what wolf, <laughs> what wolf women do on their time off. Yeah. What? What could I? First of all, let's 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 even let's even give you some credit, which you deserve none. <laughs> What is possibly the great answer to that that makes you go, like, aha? Like, it's one thing to strike up a conversation about jobs. Another thing to be like, no one ever asked me about my job. What could possibly be on the other end of that that you're like, aha?
0: Uh, <laughs> pussy. Yes, I mean, That's like, what's on the other end yeah. of it. That's all. Three
3: way. <laughs> I fucking Neurosurgeon go- boontang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sponsored nymphomaniac. <laughs> Not even a prostitute because that's gross. A
0: sponsored a stripper. A
3: stripper because a
0: sponsored stripper. Nymph- She's like an F one driver. Yeah, yeah. She's got a jacket on. She wears like she a... she wore the bridesmaid's outfit, but she yeah. had to have shell. I picture even just like, you know, like even bottom those bottom.
3: like pageant <laughs> sashes. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 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 just yeah. a pageant sash <laughs> of like Pepsi <laughs> on there. Like I have to fuck people a sponsored nimpo <laughs> to <laughs> fill my quota for Pepsi. <laughs> Before I turn 23 years old. <laughs> like, there's no answer.
0: That's that. There is one answer. You got it. <laughs> the one answer is I'm a sponsored nymphomaniac, and I've got a quota to fill. And his girlfriend just but didn't want
3: him talking to his girl. No one me my quota. job, so I can't say let's do this. I can't.
0: And le- if people would only ask me about my s- nymph- <laughs> sponsored nymphomania. Cause not only do you get sex, but you get a tote bag. <laughs> it's really great. And sometimes you get, swag. You, get you get swag. <laughs> the bag and swag, yo. I call my vagina swaggy pee.
1: Swaggy pee
0: <laughs> It's the swaggy pee. <laughs> She's like those celebrity gift rooms. <laughs>
2: All right, go ahead. What else? What did he do? So not trying to be too heavy, I thought I would ask her something lighthearted and fun. Oh, boy. So pulling out the only personal experience I have of hospitals uh, when I had a general anesthetic to have knee surgery a few years ago, I asked her, what's the funniest thing that a patient of yours has ever said after they have woken up from being knocked out? She looked at me puzzled why I would ask her that, so I started to clarify. When I had my operation, I wasn't allowed to eat for 24 hours before the surgery, and so blah, blah, blah. Uh, at this point, she cut me uh, or She cut me straight off and snarled back. Children in Africa go for days without food. What? I mean, honestly, why are you complaining about not eating? I have days at work when I don't get to stop for lunch, and I never complain. <laughs>
0: Needless
3: <laughs> to <this> say, <laughs> I was stunned. Shocker. <laughs> the girl says, no one ever asked me about my job. Ended up being a shitty conversation
2: <laughs> D- Shitty conversation is not the word. Shitty person. Yeah. How do you... St- not only had she interrupted me and therefore had no idea what I was actually going to say, right. but that she went straight to just the starving children issues just made me furious. I replied calmly with. I'm not quite sure you judged the tone of my story there. I was going to tell a silly story about me coming around from my operation and then instantly demanding a chicken sandwich from the nurse. So perhaps instead of interrupting and preaching to me, uh, you could have listened to the harmless story and then had a a normal group back and forth where people tell mildly amusing stories to each other. With this, I then excused myself and went and got another drink. I retold this story a few times that evening and came up with some nicknames for her, such as Dr. Dick or NeuroBitch, uh, but I can't help but that feel that I could have actually said something more direct uh, to call her out on her original statement of "Why don't people talk to me?" and literally <laughs> say to her that that is clearly exactly why. Well, uh, anyways, love your show and always find it funny to hear your thoughts on these awkward situations. <laughs> Slowly whispering sweet nothings into your ear in Paul's remarkably good British accent, rule Scooptania.
3: Good job, Scoop Thank you very Thank you much, for... Governor. I don't, think... <laughs> I don't think that's the one he's talking <laughs> about.
0: <laughs> well, I think you did admirably in just standing up and
2: getting out of there. Yeah. So, good job. That's as strong a retort as you can put out there. Yes. I, and I love any. I love any retort that ends up with that uh, proverbial mic drop situation yeah, yeah, yeah. where you just you put it out there you say what you have to say and like fuck you i'm out and sounds like he stayed calm
0: cool and collected yeah. and didn't make it a blow up thing and yep. just got himself out of there good job major made, your,
2: made yourself look good made her look bad all at the same time i think well that's done.
0: fine i think the only mistake was actually engaging with the bitch <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely it.
2: so you made a screw up but then you recovered yeah.
3: i got i got I, I mean it was a little hard on him in the beginning but uh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But, uh, but
2: you're right.
0: If you're told time and time again, <laughs>
3: I got the vibe of, you remember, like, there's always like in like different circles of friends, right? When you're all single, there's always like a really crazy, but kind of hot girl that oh. no one wants to admit that they're all taking a shot at trying to hook up with. Oh Yeah, yeah. I know that girl. Right? That's what it felt like to me. It yeah. felt like he was like, I was just going to talk to her about this. I knew to not do that because everyone had told me, but well, I'm still going to try to hook up with her and not admit right. that she's hot to me. You're right. Right. Yeah. Why else would you entertain someone who you've been
0: warned time and again is a terrible person? Oh, she's hot.
3: Oh yeah, well, she's a twenty-two year old neurosurgeon. She and the thing she is, 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 like, smoking. you know, I've there are plenty of very intelligent, super smart ladies who know how to socialize properly. You know, so like I don't, yep. I don't like that whole like oh, I'm a neurosurgeon, so I'm allowed to be uh, obtuse and socially retarded. No.
0: But she's probably got that doogie Hauser syndrome was at yeah. college at 12
3: well that's the thing about doctors right you know like dude it's rough when you that's their whole life when you say at six years old I want to be a doctor everyone says good for you what a smart kid you know I worked for a freaking cigar bar that was owned by three surgeons <laughs> you know in Red bank and these doctors uh, I got along with them but were the most arrogant people I've ever met in my life because they were both doctors and business Cigar owners, owners. <laughs> and business owners
0: it, they, everybody turns into um what's his name from uh, 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 uh Alec Baldwin from yeah. that from that surgeon movie With you know Yeah 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 I, I am, am God playing, I'm playing God I think am God. Oh, yeah. God I am God
3: <laughs> um but like I uh but the, you know like so like that girl was super smart to get to the level that she was at at that age so she was smart and mm-hmm. the whole time no one ever told her that she was Wrong about anything. You're like her whole life. She was just told, "You are so smart. You're going places. Let me get out of your way. You're mm-hmm. smarter than me." You know, and so like you just, you know, you need yeah. other stuff. Yeah, socially. I yeah, mean, she probably is making more money in this room combined. But
0: hooray! Well, the room doesn't
2: make very much money.
0: Enjoy your money with your no friends. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. No, that's a that's a thing.
0: You want <laughs> to do a little truck versus nerd? Yes. Sí, si, señor. Let me just wrap that
1: tight.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. time.
0: Time for
1: John Persins. Explosion.
2: Uh okay. Do you have a joke
0: versus nerd, or would you like me to read you one? I'd like one read. Oh, you have one ready?
3: Well, I mean, there's just one thing in sports I really want to talk about. I, oh, I, want,
0: I want to talk about it too. Talk about it. Yeah, do it.
3: Uh, Paul, yes, the president of FIFA. Oh boy, has stepped down. Did he step? He stepped down. He stepped down today. <gasps> wow. How many today days? Today being Tuesday. Today being Tuesday. How many days after he was elected to his fifth term? Uh three? Three. Three yeah. days, that is correct. Yeah. Good job. This story is so funny.
0: I love it. So I oh man. I'm a, I'm I'm really surprised he stepped down.
2: Right. Well the assumption is some shit went down over the weekend. Well and, and, there's, I'm and, there's, sure, just, and like, there's shit there's like there, a shit what, storm coming to him. I'm
0: sure. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's yeah. I I know this story. Yeah. Because I listen to the BBC at night.
3: Oh. Oh. That's well, the thing I was gonna say is like we're gonna talk about this and like any anybody who listens from another country right knows this issue way better than us. Well,
0: this is the thing when I listen to NPR at night when I'm driving around late, it's BBC and this is big news.
3: Yeah, yeah. it should be big news in America too. Well, America is playing a big big role in it, right? right. Because well, the, six
0: the, of these head guys got busted by the the FBI and the uh, yeah and the yeah, and our tax guys, I guess, too, yeah. in a Swiss hotel. <clears throat> And that alone tells me that that guy is up the up Schitt's creek because you don't let six of your high level commandants get take the fall and then and then get reelected. Like,
2: what's going on? No, when that's the thing that's is, what's fascinating. The re-election thing is what's really funny to me. Well, but the re-election thing, everyone was saying that it was just going to happen because so there were fourteen of the of the FIFA officials that were indicted uh total there were i think there was i think you're right with the 6 the, there were like 6 of the top six brass. 6 got busted right off the bat, um, yeah but, there's, but, but i mean like you no, fee- think so you figure out a 14 of them you know what you're, you're saying that two of them at least aren't going to uh to turn on, on That's a ladder exactly what to, i ladder to to try to to try to get less less in
3: sentences when he uh blatter the 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 president when he doesn't get arrested and 6 of the people that work for him do right you are fucked is you coming. are majorly fucked because they left you alone. I couldn't believe he got. Oh, they left him
0: alone because they had more stuff coming. Because there's those some guys gathering are gonna,
3: evidence. They're going to roll on that guy.
0: You're yeah. right. They're uh, going yeah. to on him. It's coming hard, like a soccer ball.
3: Yeah, oh. because everybody <laughs> or football, football. Yeah. Let's be like a football. Yeah, like a football. all the people that call this sport football know a lot more about this than us. Yes, but like, man, it is really funny to have. Okay, so. Like the the order of events is like to have all the guys that work for you get arrested, all your scandals starting to become public, then the re election is coming up and you decide, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Like just then just don't go for reelection. You know, just don't do it. No. Then to give a speech like it's a regular thing, like, hey everybody, if elected, I'm gonna do a real good job.
2: Like
0: it was like it was no Yeah, he was crazy. He was like he was he, he, like, he said oh, his he
2: acceptance said, speech was so great. He, he was,
0: said like he said like this has been a difficult time. But I think we'll really bound back from this. Yeah.
2: I'm like, no, nah, dude. And what man- was the quote? He's like, I'm now the president of everyone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was so good. He's bananas,
0: dude. He, uh, I, I mean, Greg Proops, who I love, has been talking about this shit for a while. FIFA's been pulling some scandalous oh, shit. Oh,
3: when they awarded the World Cup to Qatar. To Qatar. Yeah. But they've been pulling some scandalous to Cater, shit. To the, that, to the that, one yeah. street in Las Vegas.
0: You, If you read anything about the building projects that they've been party to, yeah. these giant stadiums that go up, serve for a, you know, five-month program. You're basically and then,
2: slave labor putting them Right. Up.
0: They get slave labor. Hundreds of people die during the construction. Not only that, a lot of times they bulldoze and just obliterate a ton of shantytown or slums, right, right. displacing hundreds of poor people.
2: Well, I actually had a story about that pulled up a few weeks ago. We didn't get to it on the show, but so in Brazil, the, where yes, the last that's World where, Cup was. That's
0: where the worst offense they happened spent, just recently. They
2: spent three billion dollars, and you know a lot of people died uh, building all these stadiums. Yep. And you know, in the, the big thing with uh, with the country and, and FIFA and all these, you know, these people selling it to the Brazilian officials, the Brazilian government, all this other stuff, other than the uh, assumed bribery that went on. Uh, was that? Oh well, these stadiums, these giant soccer stadiums, you know, they're going to be revenue creators for years to come, right? You know, we're going to use these. You know, we're going to play big football matches in these. We're going to do all of this stuff, and uh, you know, it turns out the the biggest one, the one uh, in uh, Rio, is now being used as a parking structure for buses. Uh, you know, it's just buses parked on the field. There are a couple of these other bigger stadiums that are in some of the outlying cities that are just so big and so expensive to operate. The, even the the football clubs there, like they can't rent them out. They and, and sit empty. Yeah, they, they they can't use them. They're too big. They're they're too expensive to run. I'm just glad
0: nothing like that will ever happen in Las Vegas. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: lucky, lucky us.
3: <laughs> meanwhile, and meanwhile, in the middle of the strip, ridiculous, not even like, stupid stadium. I could not believe where I saw it being built when I drove by it. I it was like, so, no, that's not the stadium.
0: Not only, yep. not only is it boondoggle incorporated yeah but the location if and when there are ever any successful events going on there forget even going to the strip that week
3: yeah because no. it
0: you won't be able to move
3: they're putting this uh stadium that supposedly is for an nhl team that we unnamed. don't have yeah i'm not gonna
2: have it right it's not gonna happen well it's uh nhl
0: slash nba right they really want an nba team so yeah. they're putting it up there, going, we can get an M- NHL team in here, and then we can get, get kick them out and put but, an NBA team in. Well, no, they they can do both. They can they, do both. They, they
2: can be in there simultaneously. But uh, the thing are is, are you kidding me? We can do ice football? Yes, that's that's what we're saying. In Ball. the desert,
3: the sport of the future is ice skit
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would be a season ticket holder. You say you listen to
2: NPR and you don't know about
3: ice? Yeah, if, <laughs> the, the first time you hear about ice skit is right now in this room,
0: something <laughs> slipped by me. No pun intended. Ice skit ball is a slippery
3: slope. <laughs> That's what makes it cooler. Is that it's not played on a flat surface. It's so cool. It's played on a slippery slope. You can't get cooler than a ice skit ball. A lot less dunks. <laughs> uh, there's a lot less, a dunks. Lot less dunks. A than lot ice less kit dunks. dunks.
2: Except when the ice gets thudded, you go through it and into yeah. the water. Oh yeah, you dunk that
3: dunk. That
0: dunk.
2: Those Especially dunks.
3: if you are gonna play in Las Vegas. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> a lot uh-huh. more dunking that way. <laughs> But uh, the real
0: trouble with ice skate ball is everyone gets called for traveling, but they're just sliding. <laughs> they just can't stop on a dime, this- and it's like, and like, no, don't call travel. If you get a travel happy ref, your game is over <laughs> in a couple of minutes.
3: But yeah, uh, this thing's right smack <laughs> in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard, the Strip, and I fifteen, which is like the biggest transit way that that goes through Las Vegas onto like you know, oh, it's a bad spot. There's just no way for like its own traffic path. Well, and
2: there is literally no parking. No, they they have no parking for the for the building at all. It's uh, I guess it's right. It's right next to
0: the uh, New York, New York. It's, it's yeah, between and New, Monte York, New York, and, and the Monte Carlo. So yeah. you'll park at one of those spots, I guess, or they'll build yet yeah another. No parking one's staying shop. there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't right. use their, They don't no. use their parking lots. I
0: know they do, and that's the thing. And and then
2: oh, forget. I don't even want to get into. Is
0: it. the monorail going to go there? No, it runs on the other side of the fucking strip. Yeah. You're right.
2: Yeah, like they, they, they cannot extend the monorail over there. There is that monorail it's, it's was the, the
3: first big fucking mistake. The monorail in Vegas became a Simpsons episode.
2: It yeah.
0: it was a Simpsons episode monorail. before it started. Like as soon as they set right now, that the monorail, they finally got they got,
3: they finally got Uber drivers approved here in Vegas. Yes, like that. Right now, the monorail guy is just weeping. Whoever helps sell the monorail is just weeping into his own hands because well,
0: he should have hired the uber lawyers and, yes. the, and the uber lobbyists to fucking fix the taxi guys because that's what kept the monorail from going to them the, the, I'm the, yeah. Yeah. the taxi airport here has been so strong they stopped and the monorail from getting to the airport and that's what fucked it yes and a lot of other things too i mean that was yeah the, the monorail should have gone to the airport no that, it was that's supposed the, to go to the airport exactly and exactly
3: what mass transportation does and so in cities so
0: here's what's happening the monorail was built and they're like, Montreal should go to the airport. It can't go to the airport yet, but we'll, we're confident it'll probably go to the airport eventually, right? Yeah. They're doing the same fucking thing. We're building a stadium. We're going to put an NHL team in here. We don't have an NHL team yet, but we're yeah. confident we'll get an NHL team. Hey man, boondoggle. Yeah. These big sports guys with their money and their raping. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> it never stops.
3: There's a drop if I ever heard one. <laughs> um all right do you have a nerd thing for me
0: i would like to institute another session of masters of the universe hero villain or sex toy oh good (laughs) this is my favorite this is my favorite one all right now there may be some repeats in here sure we'll see how goes. the listeners they don't give a shit all right hero villain or sex toy yeah zoar Hero. Correct. It is in fact the bird version of the sorceress.
3: Whoa. When she
0: transforms into that beautiful falcon. Wow. That's Zoar. All right. Multibot. Multibot. Sex toy. <laughs> Good guess. But no, oh. that is actually a horde villain. I heard whore and I thought I was still right. You're
1: close. You're close. I I was still uh, right.
0: A horde villain. A horde villain. A horde multibot. Villain.
3: Actually, I was actually at a party and someone said, No one ever asked me about my occupation. <laughs> I said, What are you? He said, I'm a multibot.
2: <laughs> okay. And, I just uh, pulled up an image of multibot and he yeah. looks like the human centipede.
0: Yeah, he is. He can be reconfigured.
2: He's kind of like the
3: Lego. That's he's, who I saw at a
0: party. He's the Lego. <laughs> he's the Lego of the masses of the Universe. Yeah. Line. Everything that happened after that was a blur. Yeah. Yeah, well, it should be. If, yeah. you're, if you're with Multibault all night. All right. Hero, villain, sex toy, grizzlor. Grizzlor.
3: Definitely not a sex toy. <laughs> no one's going near anything sexually named grizzlor. It's a sex toy for bears. No one's going to be like, just rub a little grizzlor on it. <laughs> or I can't picture two girls in a bathroom stall going like, so have you tried the grizzlor?
2: Oh, I can picture that.
3: Mm-mm. Wait a minute. I'm picturing it right now. <laughs> yep um Grizzlore is a uh villain you are right yes he is the bear-like member you, he of, better the, be bear-like. of the evil horde <laughs> if he wasn't bear like that would be hilarious he's, he's the, a
0: lizard he's the one that came with the real fur do you That's remember right. him yes and, and uh, i i pissed off uh did uh, you use the him on the slime pit Correct. You asshole. Exactly. It That's- says right on the fucking slime pit, not for use with Grizzlor and a few other figures, but mostly Grizzlor. I don't read now. I surely didn't read then. <laughs> so many people fuck their Grizzlor in the slime
3: pit. <laughs> He's never the same. And I'm one of those people.
2: I did that this last weekend.
3: My name is Matt, and I fucked my Grizzlor in the slime pit. <laughs> and multibot filmed.
0: Oh. Hero, as well as Gaff,
3: <laughs> he multitasks. He's the best boy. Yeah,
0: hero, villain, or sex toy. Yeah, Extendar, sex toy. <laughs> He's a hero. Yeah, both. <laughs> He's a heroic warrior of the Masters of the Universe. Extendar, Extendar. He has special constructed joints. The original figure had these wonderful. I love this toy. Has expe- these special joints. You could pull his legs up, and his torso, and his arms, Hi. and his neck, and he would grow to almost twelve inches tall from a six-inch figure.
3: Everything about what you described <laughs> is like if someone, like, just you know, like you and I thought we could start a nightclub when we talked to um, what's his name. Uh, Why am I blanking on his name right now? Outlaw? No, the guy that we talked to over at the. uh...
2: Oh, uh, from from Caesar's. Yeah, from Caesar's. Uh, no, I can't think of his name. Um, we the, were talking the executive.
3: about the executive. We... The executive. We went to his office and we, we interviewed. Oh yeah, his yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Andrew. No,
3: no, not Andrew. Like that. No, that was not Andrew. Oh man, I feel really bad right now. <laughs> the guy who ran the
0: link for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the
3: guy ran the link. And we talked about how everyone thinks they can run a nightclub. John Gray. John, John Gray. Gray. Um, I I didn't I say that I thought I said John Gray. Yeah. Um, sure. like what you just described is like if someone was like I'm gonna get in the toy business with a hero called Extendar, <laughs> like everything you just described is the most like basic dummy, like toy one on one thing, right down to the names. Mm-hmm. I love that they're like, what did you call this hair guy? Like Grizzlar. Extendar. Dude, they had a formula, Fisto. Oh.
0: It fucking worked.
3: It worked. <laughs> We're still talking about the toys right now.
0: Billion dollar franchise.
3: Billion with a B. Extendar is ridiculous looking. Extendar is the best, dude.
0: Extendar is
2: is goofy
3: looking. He's a
0: knight that extends into a big tall dude. A, a, a taller knight. <laughs> well, that's the that's the new version. That's, not the, that's the classics version. That's not the old school version. He's a lot more squat as an old school toy. I don't know. I just like the old school transformation. There he is. That's the old school. Good old Extendar. Yeah, look him up if you're interested. Oh, no, right. no one is. All right, I think I think that's
3: it for another round. <laughs> of <laughs> Hero, villain, or sex toy? Well, I, I I I wanted to wrap a while ago, so I guess this is the extendard version <laughs> of Matt and Manly's ice cream social. <laughs> you got some bonus scoopage, yeah. And I hope I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope we put a little. Grizzlor in your slime pits.
0: All right. <laughs> don't fuck Grizzlor in the slime pit.
3: If you learn one thing from today's podcast.
0: Do not. He is not for you. He and Mossman. They yeah. will never be the
3: same. No. Uh, don't do Oh, that. and uh, t- don't be abusive to your daughters, especially about eating. Oh, for fuck's now, sake. If you're going to learn one thing, it's don't, don't get slime on your Grizzlor. <laughs> and the other thing, if you, learn, if you have time for another thing, then learn that second thing. Priorities. Um, all right, I want to thank Pendulet for creating this podcast. I want to thank Seven JJ, Tony Longworth, and Nick for their music. I want to thank uh, Ace, Ryer, and Michael. Uh, did another great episode card. Uh, yeah, did. Really great stuff. I want to thank uh, Stoic John and Jeff for running our um, Reddit page. Mm-hmm. Jessica uh, for the Instagram. And uh, go check out our wiki um so john started it but it's he he actually wrote an email saying it's not he doesn't run it it's meant to be run by everyone so you can access our wiki through the uh reddit pages meant if especially especially we're getting a lot of um tweets of people who are going back and listening through our back catalog yeah um go ahead and hop on that wiki and, and put some stuff in there we'd love that thank Any, you anyone who actually is listening to our old stuff if you were, if you uh want to resummarize it we will put that right in because i do a terrible job at summaries so sure. if you have a better summary do it do um, it Mountain do it. like for example we record two episodes in one day and i remember a funny hunk but i can't remember what episode it's in mm-hmm. i don't put it in either summary because i don't want to be wrong in the summary so go. just don't put it in there mm-hmm. um all right what else uh
0: if you are interested you can follow us on twitter <coughs> at hey scoops yeah, you can follow Matt at Sweet Matty D
3: follow Paul at the famous Paul.
0: You can also, of course, check us out on uh, Matt dot com and you can send us a scoop mail right there. We love hearing from you guys. Also, don't forget to check out iTunes and give us a nice review if you enjoyed the show. And give us those five-star ratings. We really appreciate that. Like we said, we had our record-breaking month last month. We really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and double-scooping and turning on other people with the Obelisk Scheme. So keep it up, Scoops. And thank you, Sarah.
3: Yeah. Uh, An Obelisk Scheme, which is or isn't up for a split vote?
0: Uh, There cannot be a split decision in the Obelisk Scheme. (laughs)
3: Because I'm for an obelisk. Obelisk
0: game. is one. It's just one.
3: All right. Good job, Paul. <laughs> we all grew a little bit over this episode. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Take it away, Dippin' Dots, Jack. we we'll Remember, if you're not going to the Scoop Cruise, but you could be in Jersey on August 15th, go to our landlocked Scoop Fest happening at Tierney's Tavern. We uh, have people coming all the way from North Carolina. They're going to drive to the Scoop Fest. Yeah,
0: I'm getting excited about the Scoop nice. Fest, almost as excited as I am about the cruise. Yeah.
3: Maybe more so. I was going to say, because you're not stuck in your cabin. I think, uh,
0: right. Uh, the Tierney's. I don't have to worry about being on the boat, and I'm not going to get ate by alligators. It happens out there, dude.
1: <laughs> Good.